a long time ago on a comics page far, far away. Greetings and welcome to May the Panel Be With You, the Star Wars comic book show brought to you by the Punch-Up Entertainment Network. I'm your humble host, Mike Argoni, and joining me, as always, the Casio to my Ulrich tag being that one of us was retconned into being the other one by a role-playing game supplement in 2004, it's John Campbell. Yeah, Campbell, I love it. <laughs> it's not confusing at all. We're getting so deep into some bullshit today, John. I am so excited oh, to talk well, about Well, this one does have a lot of names and things. And like, yeah, no, there's there's no question. This is deep mythos of Star Wars that doesn't really matter at the same time. Doesn't matter at all, yeah. except to people like me, to a little bit of people like yeah. you, and to probably some yeah. people who are listening slash watching this show. Yeah, my people are like, oh, that's interesting. And then we go on with our life. <laughs> To most, it is simply a curiosity. To the select few, yeah. it is upon which all canon hinges. Can no, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, because and we are in we know are really deep, deep fans of this comic. We see you. We appreciate you. If you love this comic, I am all on favor of that. And just know that I, too, love this comic just for probably different reasons than some of you. <laughs> yes. I love it for a lot of the reasons we're going to be talking about today, which is like the strange curiosity of a lot of this. It and its place in comic book history, which I we've gone over in, quite, in some detail recently, yeah. but I still find fascinating. It is a curious case, for sure. Much like that of Benjamin yes. Button. I, one could compare the two. <laughs> this book also ages backwards. <laughs> it looks a lot older. I mean, <laughs> this book was published in March of 1980 because we are covering number 33 oh, of man. Marvel Comics Group Presents The God, Star does that Wars. that feel like uh, too few or like absolutely right at the same time? All right, you go like 33, yeah, but also how have we not done 700 of these at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't help that we've done A New Hope three times Yeah, I think now. that that's a lot of what's contributing to this. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps feeling like we're resetting when we're really not. <laughs> Man, I I now, uh, I, I subsequently New Hope has just been ruined for me because of this one. <laughs> Uh, but we have a lot of the same creative team as we have had before on this yeah. issue. We have Carmen Infantino on uh uh, it gets a strange like writing credit in Marvel Unlimited for this issue, particularly. Weird. I don't know if that's the case in the interior of the book not. as well, but Archie Goodwin on writing, uh, Gene Day on inks, Petra Goldberg on colors, and John Costanza on letters, uh -huh. uh, with a certain Jim Shooter acting as editor-in-chief. Yeah. Well, folks, this is the big one, right? This is the showdown, as it says. Let's on get the right cover. to it. Luke in a showdown battle for his life. Here's the cover. Saber Clash, just like it was promised Saber. last issue. These, are, these sabers are clashing. Yeah. Don't mind the colors. Those are going to change when we get into the oh, book. Yeah, of course. By the way, Saber Clash, awesome name for a Star Wars-themed metal band. Saber Clash. This week, opening for Iron Maiden, it's Saber Clash. Yeah. <laughs> I always love going to metal shows of like the older 
generation of metal right. bands like Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, those kinds yeah. of bands, because there's always, always a band opening for them that is one of two options. Either an aging metal band as yeah. well, but one you've never heard <laughs> of but has existed for 40 right, years. Yeah. Or a young group that you've never heard right. of that looks like babies compared to Rob Halford rolling out <laughs> uh, his walker on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> now, I know this will shock fans. I've never been to an Iron Maiden show. Believe it or not, maybe maybe a little too hard for me. Uh, a little John, if Iron Maiden yeah. is too hard for you, we got to talk seriously yeah. about uh, just how far metal has come. Yeah, in the yeah, last yeah, yeah. Years. No, I still. That's about the cutoff of my metal. Is that eighties? <laughs> I love an eighties hair band and okay, subsequent. Okay. Nordic bands of today that still do music like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, lest we forget that the uh, while the theme song of uh, Peacemaker sounds like it came out oh. in 1983. Wigwam, <laughs> legitimately one of my favorite bands. I love Wigwam. <laughs> uh, but that particular song didn't come out until 2009 yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All their stuff is like that. The 80s never died yeah. in, in Norway or whatever. You know? um. <laughs> uh, but Saber Clash aside, let's get back to Saber Clash. Um, <laughs> Not that Saber Clash, this Saber Clash. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right off the bat, uh, Luke has the red lightsaber and Baron Tag has the green. So already we're on confusing no footing. No goddamn sense. Um, but then in the little inset uh, Star Wars logo, he has his blue lightsaber. Uh, in my version, it's white. Oh, fascinating. Because it's definitely blue. We're both reading it on Marvel Unlimited, right? Yeah, but I, you're looking at it on your screen. I'm looking at it on my screen. It's clearly blue here. Oh, interesting. <laughs> maybe I'm colorblind. <laughs> what do you mean? Or maybe... I thought this whole book was in black and white. Uh, well, and I'm specifically looking at the version on the desktop. Yeah. Uh, so if I look at the version on my phone, is it blue? any different? That's the question. Um, I'm looking at it. On a, yes, yes, it does. Yeah, it's blue on the phone. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, now see, that is interesting because that's, yeah, I'm looking at it on a tablet here. So, hmm. yeah. All right. Well, I might be going colorblind. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> like you said, eventually you're going to be like, that's so weird. They did this whole book in black and white. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> John, why are all these pages blank? I just don't see anything anymore. Oh, yeah. It's just like, eventually you're just blind. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm getting blinded by uh, the boots on this cover oh, here. Uh, let's talk about oh. Luke's uh, tucked in boots here. I don't I don't know where these designs are coming from anymore. I really Marvel don't. Marvel boot design is like a whole thing, right? Because just <laughs> yeah. look at these two characters on the cover and the two radically different. Because look at the straight up like space opera glam rock boots on tag. Those are some boots that somebody who is a ship captain aboard the Star Jammer would be yeah, wearing. Yeah, absolutely. That is definitely a Star Jammer vibe. Somewhere Corsair, mm -hmm. Corsair is going, Godspeed, sir. <laughs> Godspeed, you fancy bastard. I respect a man in boots like that in a cape in space. Corsair could roll into this comic with no issue whatsoever. We'd never Zero. mention him as feeling out of place. Nope. Not for a second. Uh, him, Hepzibah, Code, oh, yeah. uh, all of those Let's, guys could just roll straight into this book and we'd never The know. Millennium Falcon could run into the Star Jammers and we'd just be like, yep, another issue of Star Wars. 
Mm-hmm. Totally tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's open up the, the page here because we once again have the Millennium Falcon and the Battlestar Galactic. I'm sorry, what? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, when we last left our heroes, they were uh, proposing to sneak back into Mos Eisley to get to the Millennium Falcon, and I guess they did it. Yeah, I know. It is just like, well, we got to get back to the Falcon. Oh, yeah, no, they're flying away now. And it is like, yeah, so glad we got away from that. Oh, no, wait. That's the tag mining ship. Yeah. So on their way off of Tatooine, finally, we're leaving Tatooine again. <laughs> Tatooine, which once again is pink and green, as you, as you would expect it, it to be. Yeah, the desert planet, uh, the pink sands of Tatooine. <laughs> the famously pink sands of Tatooine. Uh, People often get, like, uh, Tatooine salt uh, lamps to yes. put in their homes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, so they're they're flying away, and Luke's just like, hey, isn't that a tag ship? <laughs> that mining explorer, I recognize yeah. it. Because, yeah, on the next page, he expounds the yeah. details of Star Wars number 25, where they fucking saw that yeah. ship in that weird vortex outside of Yavin dropping off TIE fighters. And then uh, and, and Han's like, that adds up. <laughs> Why well, just like, he goes, oh. I think that's the House of Tag ship. He goes, well, yeah, duh. We were just fighting the House of Tag <laughs> down on the planet. <laughs> Remember, uh. you were there. Uh, mine as well be what his dialogue is here. Like, uh, but we get an emphatic roar uh, from uh, Chewbacca, uh-huh. like, yeah, uh, yeah. pointing at the scope. Yeah, yeah. Chewie's weird pointing hand here is just like, <laughs> I need to fit in the hey, panel. You, you, hold on, am I in frame? There it is. All right, roll it. <laughs> Somebody, you've got a you've uh, got a gaffer with a tape measure going like, yeah, keep it there. Um. Somebody at Video Village is like, could you get the Wookiee to lift his arm a little no, bit? No, too high, Chewie. Down a little. There it is. Uh, so, yeah. Han, Han, could you move out of frame? You're blocking Luke's face. <laughs> so, yes. What they see is there's a shuttlecraft approaching that, lumbi- that lumbering spice sniffer. Sure. Again, <laughs> Frank Herbert very generously not suing then, anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Really, I always just want to cut to Frank. Here we're going. Really, any time it could, it would have been so easy. <laughs> any lawyer would have taken the case. All right. Uh, uh-huh. Then, for some reason, for this one panel, Luke is uh, possessed by a demon. Yeah, what? I don't know how the Dread Door Mamu took control of Luke what Skywalker happened? in this page. <laughs> <laughs> and and it has nothing to do with what he's thinking because he's just like Han. That's the Baron ship. That's basically all he's saying. Why is he? They're trying. I get what they're trying to do. They're they're kind of like retroactively trying to set up this like antagonism between Baron Tag and Luke Skywalker that has not. No, it only goes one way, and and really even kind of half heartedly that way because like Baron Tag's main thing is he hates Darth Vader, and it's like oh yeah, and Mm -hmm. also Luke Skywalker, but that's like a distant second on his list of vendettas. A number one (laughs) is Darth Vader. If I can get Luke too, great. But yeah, now they're trying to go like Luke is like that damn Baron Tag. You're like you don't fucking give a shit about this guy you didn't know this guy's name until last issue and all this whole issue is going to be this and i i was irked the whole time just going like i don't care about whatever issues these two have supposedly well and the big problem here is that baron tag only sees luke skywalker not as like a personal vendetta 
uh, to have, but one that's like, okay, no, this kid only services my larger vendetta against Darth yeah. Vader. Because if this kid fucked up Darth Vader and I fucked up the kid, clearly that makes me better than Darth right, Vader. Right, and, and that's not very uh, gripping in terms of stakes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so uh, he's just like, Han, we've got to uh, we got to follow after this guy, which seems yeah, like maybe cause... maybe don't because you're just one ship. You're already well, like been through the ringer. Yeah, and they have important information on board. They have the like, okay, yeah. the tags are making this new super weapon that was able to freeze a big chunk right. of the desert of Tatooine, yeah, and they know where it is. I don't think they're going mm-hmm. anywhere at the moment. They could get a whole bunch of rebel fleet to come back to Tatooine right now and obliterate it. Well, specifically, they can't because the rebel fleet that still hasn't left Yavin. Uh, I don't think they're ever going <laughs> to leave Yavin. Well, I think that in about <laughs> six issues, we're going to be very quickly on an ice planet for no good yeah, reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The films are going to force them to move. Hmm. Um. And. Yeah, the, the the Rebel fleet is kind of bottled up in the canon of the comics right yeah. now. It can't get out of Yavin because of an Imperial blockade of the system. Right. Uh, that's true. So, Which is the whole reason Luke was here to begin with, was to find like blockade runners. Uh, we always talk about uh, Infantino drawing same face. When we turn the page here, we do we, we once again establish the Omega Frost oh, previously wow. on. But this isn't uh-huh. even same face as much as it's like, um, did he have a stroke mid-drawing of this? What well, happened? look, what we don't know wow. is that he was drawing a lot of apes uh, th- this week for different books. I don't know what else Inventino was working on oh, right yeah. now. Um, they did have a Planet of the Apes comic but, around this time. I don't think he was working on it. but They look like chimpanzees. They really do. Suddenly they have these real squashed faces. And Chewie has the mm-hmm. same face. All three of these guys have these, yeah, these sort of simian faces. It's mm-hmm. crazy. This is like yeah. this is a this really shows how little effort they were putting in the book because any editor should have seen this and gone like back to the drawing table, man. You can we cannot print this. Are you kidding? My my question is, did Infantino even draw faces, or is this all the anchor at the last minute going like he forgot the fucking faces? He just drew uh, they all look like the question. Uh. <laughs> What if what what if this was just Gene Day being like, I only know how to draw ape faces, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Asking a lot of me. Uh... <laughs> I'm really good at the Planet of the Apes stuff, yeah, and that's that's it. that's about all I can do here. Uh, yeah, what was he working on here? I'm just looking to see Infantino at this time because I mean he's wrapping up his career. He's older at this point, as we've talked about. He's well past his, like, legendary status when he was drawing The Flash and stuff like that. Oh, my God. This actually might explain it. So, I'm looking at what Gene Day was doing Ooh, at this okay, time. okay, okay. You know what these faces look like and why they look oh, like right. it is because what Gene Day was working on right now was Marvel 2-in-1, uh, famously always starring Ben The Thing yeah. Grimm. These are thing faces. Ever loving blue eyed thing. Yeah, yeah. Eesh. (laughs) Looking rough. Uh, Is what it is. Uh, It is looking very rough. Um, By the way, he was also drawing Spider Woman at this time. Uh, Which one? Infantino. That was. Was this the original Jessica Drew run? This is the 1978, the run that started in 78. 
So that would have been original yeah, Jessica yeah. Drew, because I think the other Spider-Woman happened before that. I think you're right, yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's just, once again, it's always fascinating to see what else. And he was also, of course, doing Marvel Team-Up, but everybody was working on Marvel Team-Up. Sure. Um, he takes over Ghost Rider uh, at this point, too. Because uh, we're not too... We don't have a ton... He'll, he'll keep coming back and forth from the book, but we are going to lose him for a little bit here. Yeah, we'll start seeing that around the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that he will segue out of being the main artist on this book and then pop in here and there, but I'm I'm really ready for somebody else to draw this. Uh, Because it like he stops at 37. Yeah, and we will see some, uh, let's call it wild departures in what we're used to in the yeah. art. And whether or not you'll be eating those words in a few issues, John, is uh, well, remains to be yeah, seen. Yeah. <laughs> but to me, a couple issues from now For- going like, bring back Infantino. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, again, I've read ahead yeah. a little bit. Uh, there's some good stuff. There's some bad of stuff. Of course, we'll get as that. is always the case. But now we have li- literally, uh, this is Silas tag being like really Orman this emotional outburst as he's just wailing away on some piece of machinery with his lightsaber yeah Baron Tag's going full Kylo Ren in this scene where he's just like having a hissy I fit love the, the, the tags and the stormtrooper just watch him going oh boy again is it Tuesday already oh, Jesus he's the black he really is the black sheep of the family and everybody else but he's also in charge sakes yeah, it's like when Joe ran the Bluth Company on Arrested Development. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we cut to the inside of the the Tag mining vessel, yep. and uh, Baron Tag Orman is just like, the Omega Frost was successful, but we didn't capture Skywalker. He humiliated me out there. <laughs> and this is when we turn the page here, and this is I just love Silas taking him by the shoulder and going like, all these uh, vendettas, my dear brother. Come on, man. You just gotta, you gotta cool it. Did you call the young rebel Darth Vader for blinding you? We tax should be above uh-huh. that sort of thing. Did you call that therapist I gave you the card for? Because I think, of course, he yeah, didn't. I think he could do wonders for you. <laughs> yeah, this guy. I, this guy's got crazy anger issues. Uh, I really love the tag family relationships I, I, happening they, here. They have grown into one of my favorite parts of this book, for sure. Is like just the weird tag family who, once again, they're all baseline evil, but only one of them is like straight up unhinged. And everyone mm-hmm. just... And the fact that we're like slowly realizing that is part and of the And everybody fun, else right? just being like, oh man. Also, once again, Infantino loves drawing a well-defined ass. Look at those buns! These tag brothers got some buns on them. The tag family has the tightest of asses. Literally. Something is incredibly wrong with Ormond's, though, on the right there. It's, <laughs> it is, like, scrunched in. Uh, his thigh meat is, like, around. The, the ass is, yeah, like, I, a tiny little heart amidst the, the leg. Once again, I'm, I, I, am, uh, I am back to, for the love of God, why didn't somebody send him to anatomy classes? Because Infantino <laughs> frequently does not understand, like, how a body curves at all. 
this has to be an inking it's, issue though. Yeah. Like the way it's shaded yeah. is specific to the 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 inking well, and the, the colors. Thing, the here. thing about it is like he's got whatever this like back brace thing, right? That's part of his like mm-hmm. uh cummerbund, I guess you would say for lack of a better term. <laughs> uh but uh that they're that they're like, but we still want to get some some impressions of ass cheeks in there. And so they kind of just mm-hmm. they have to like stuff them in under the back brace part of it and it just that's of course not how a human body functions it looks like if you took a heart-shaped pillow yeah. and shoved it down the back of your yes. pants uh upside that's very down. much what it looks like and so you're just like because it's it's like they they drew it and they went like well now it looks like he has no ass so <laughs> what's the di- what's the what's the middle ground on this and it's this and it really doesn't look good. Anyway, the, welcome back. We're spending so much time on a single panel. Yeah, that's, that's what people are looking for. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so here once again... And by the way, Baron Tag's response to all this is like, no, I'm not going to stop focusing on my vendettas. I will never <laughs> consider that. All right? You hear me? Yeah. <laughs> Above pride and family yeah. honor? We wouldn't be tags then, Silas. We wouldn't even be men. And everybody is just like, oh, we've heard this before. God, here we go. Yeah, Silas's response here is romantic, uh, Orman, but somewhat lacking in logic. Uh, we've heard this. Oh, God, here he goes again. Because he has had lines about the honor of the tag family backs down from no man. Yeah, would we even be men if we didn't back up our honor and our reputation? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, anyway, they. Uh... So, they send a message to their other brother, yeah. Ulrich Tag. Yeah. Ah, and uh, we need to talk about Ulrich Tag first. All right, second. Ulrich Tag. He, as we've mentioned before, he's the Imperial General Tag, right? Uh, yes, and they mention that here. Yeah. They say, uh, Shanks, contact my younger brother. Tell the general we're ready to rendezvous with him. Yeah. So, Ulrich Tag, we've already met. We saw him back in issue number 31. Yes. Um, he was with uh, Baron Tag aboard a... Uh, uh, when the the mining ship met up with a Star Destroyer. Um, and we're going to see that again here later in this issue. But Ulrich Tag was originally supposed to be the General Tag from A New Hope. Because yeah. one of the biggest, like, th- not the biggest, but like a dangling plot thread that people have come up upon over and over again is that halfway through A New Hope, this guy who questions Darth Vader in the boardroom scene just kind of vanishes, and we don't see him die when the Death Star explodes later in the film. Right. Which is basically true of everybody in that boardroom sequence, barring Tarkin and Modi is still yeah. aboard the ship at the end. Yes. and I mean, the only one who gets the, like, moment, right, I mean, like, they make a point of Tarkin dying, right? Everybody else... Yeah could be there right yeah but this is the guy who like sasses tarkin and vader and then just fucks off and leaves right right yes and so the original intention by archie goodwin specifically was that ulrich tag was this guy that makes sense and that he survived the death star by like leaving before it exploded yeah i follow that and totally makes sense the snag happens in 2004. I love that it takes that long for there to be a snag. <laughs> Up until then, from Archie, uh, you could basically say, yeah, like, okay, yeah, sure. That's, that's this guy. Right. 
Yeah, makes sense. In 2004, oh. Wizards of the Coast was responsible for the Star Wars role-playing game. Yeah. Which, and what a boom time it was to be making Star Wars content, because all the prequels had just yeah. come out. Or we, we're still... Uh, is 2005 uh, Revenge of the yes. Sith? Uh, 99, um, 2002, 2005. Yeah, it was three years between each one. Yeah. yeah. So this happens before Revenge of the Sith, but we're deep in the Clone Wars stuff. Clone... Uh, fever, as it were. Clone uh, fever so a bunch sweeping of... the nation. <laughs> oh, I mean, we got toys, yeah. we got uh, board well, games, the, all sorts of stuff. That's the big thing that's happening in Star Wars at that point, yes. Because, remember, now, at a, as of Attack of the Clones, we now have an answer to the question, what the fuck is the clone? Correct. Um, so, we basically start getting all this other information about people running around in the military, like, uh, substrates of the New Republic leading into the Empire, right? right? So that is when we get the name Cassio Tag huh? as the name of the guy from that scene. Oh. Basically making this character, Ulrich Tag, a separate character. Well, you know what? I just got to say, those idiots at Wizards of the Coast for not going back to these comics and knowing <laughs> <laughs> but I think it bears some commentary because a weird amount of Star Wars canon has been established by role-playing games. Yes. And that just, it tickles In me. In some ways that makes sense though, right? Because the role-playing games by design need to drill deeper into mythos and, and, and stuff, right? Than movies can that kind of right. just toss out names and a guy appears in a boardroom. But the whole point of the role-playing games, uh, when they're part of like an IP, right, is like an even deeper dive into this universe. That makes sense. Yeah, no, ex exactly. But the fact that like the name Coruscant right. was originally developed in the West End Games uh, role-playing game supplement. Star Wars, maybe more than any other franchise, has so much canon created by ancillary things to what it supposedly is, which is a film and now film and TV franchise. But mm -hmm. how many names come from the toys, come from the novels, come from the role-playing games, come from the video games? Like, so, many. so much stuff rolls together in Star Wars more than almost any other IP I can think of. The only other thing I can think of is really something like Batman, where like so much came from the animated shows. And even that is like a contained singular voice yeah. coming from that show, right? right. In, in, in terms of like... It is, it is a one-to-one uh, -one of there is a comic and then there is a now a cartoon show and the cartoon show is feeding to the comic. And then I guess eventually back to like live action films. Well, and I just mean like the... It's all coming from Bruce Timm, basically. Bruce, Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, yeah. yeah, like their their voice and vision yeah. informed so much of the animated series that yeah. whereas Star Wars is just all these disparate elements yeah. coming together and becoming this this milieu of what we consider to be canon. and to the to the point where it's almost like that's like part of the appeal of Star Wars, right? Like is the thing about right. like it's it's like that's the fun of it is is that you can just keep going layer to layer to layer. Uh, I mean, that's so much of your fandom for it was those books, the toys, yeah. the 
the the games and stuff like that right fucking behind me uh, you can see on my bookshelf i'll let my camera focus here for a second like there's the incredible like droids cross-section book right there and like those incredible cross-section books uh were a huge part of my like early reading into star wars fandom and just like seeing all the detailed absolute bullshit nonsense that the people at Scholastic Book Company had to come right. up with to fill in all the details of an Imperial Star Destroyer. It's just like, I know people have this vision of George Lucas, but it's not like he wrote this massive Bible where it was all in there. A lot of it was stuff that came from that, right? And then it's like, oh, then then people looked at that, and then that became, you know, a resource. It's mm-hmm. just, it's crazy. Yeah, Star Wars is it's wild all the once again all the attachments of stuff two things like that yeah so no exactly and that's why i highlight uh this particular section because i i think it's so interesting that something like the tags which is created by archie goodwin specifically and then like expands outward in this weird ripple to the point where we now have the the dr afra comics like circling back around on this like really interesting kernel of an idea of this military industrial complex family that's associated with the empire but not actually in the imperial power structure and yet can kind of feed off of that and like that idea obviously is also played into something during like uh, Shadows of the Empire with like Prince Zizor right, and stuff. Yeah. I mean, but we're gonna, um, uh, that'll be an interesting thing to see going forward in the series. Like when we get into the Dark Horse stuff, what of that finds its way into other stuff? And, you know, and especially in the time period where there are no movies being made, which is the bulk of when we grew up, was at that time mm-hmm. when this, it, this was our continuity. I mean, the comics and novels exactly. were all we had. Those were the new star. I still talk about all the time when the Thrawn trilogy was the sequel trilogy to me. Yeah. Look, there was a time in my life where like Mara Jade was Luke Skywalker's wife. She always yeah. would be. Their kids are part of the founding and, uh, new Jedi and, order. And like, that was just ha- what happened. comprehend anything would exist that would contradict that. It's yeah, like exactly. that's oh, here's what it is. Anyway, let's finally turn the page. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Luke and Ahan are following the tag ship, yeah. uh, but they're going to hyperspace. Can't follow them in there until we get to the sequels later. Don't worry yeah, about yeah, it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody shut up. Uh, <clears throat> you save the um, So uh, they f- do pick up a transmission, though, that says they're headed, they think, to Junction, yeah. that used spaceship planet with Jormund Thode that we saw before. Or was, no, was Junction the one where they confronted Valance? I think that's yeah. where Valance yes. uh, confronted yes. Luke Skywalker. that's where Junction was. Yes, I don't remember. I don't know if we got a... I can't remember the name of where Thode was. Uh, but we definitely got a name of it, but yeah. I, it doesn't matter because it was just yeah, that one issue. Metalorn was then where Leia went undercover. And Metalorn correct name-checked yeah. in here, too. Yeah, not that it really matters, but yes, that's just where Leia's been. Uh, 3PO's head shape is going to change three times over the course of this page. Um, Well, because he's kind of got a rounded head, and as we've talked about, um, Infantino hates rounded things. Um, He loves sharp, uh, sharp point. Chewie becomes uh, like an old man in the top left uh, panel of this page. Uh, Hello! What's uh, Chewie's grandpa's name? Oh, is it Stinky? Uh, is he is he Lumpy or is it Lumpy? lumpy. I thought lu- I thought Lumpy was the kid. He's itchy. 
He's itchy. I can never remember which. Yeah, Lumpy is the kid. Itchy's the grandfather who's cranking it to Diane Carroll. (laughs) You tell me any other read on that. (laughs) Nope. Nope. That is straight up old man Wookiee masturbation is what's happening. No other way to read that. I'm sorry. That's not on me. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. not get your mind out of the gutter. It's like you have presented me with that. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he suddenly does turn into that, and then actually, kind of the bottom panel with him too is a little old man when he's over the ch- chessboard, like, "Oh, my next move." Because uh, yeah, this is basically a montage. Just like, look, it's going to take a little while to get to Junction, so some stuff happens while we're moving, and one of that is R two and Chewbacca are uh, getting their space chess rematch in, and. I am so weirded out by the thing coming out of Arthur's yep. face. That in was this immediately panel. where I wanted to go with it next, too. Like, I don't remember that being the, the way they were playing. And the, it was just. That's how he moves the thing. It looks like the extension hose of a vacuum cleaner coming out of his face. But it also doesn't make any sense because obviously it's, it's hollow chest, right? So they don't have. You're not physically moving pieces. You're pushing buttons, right? Is how they establish it in New Hope. And then the- <sighs> Look, John, oh. and the board was circular in that well, movie. That's also and true, he- yeah. And I know that because my Millennium Falcon toy had a hollow chest board and the the mess. Yeah, hundred percent. So, Absolutely. I, yeah. And also I've been I've been on board the Millennium Falcon. Um I know you have. I'm very jealous. It was um very exciting. Uh that's as <laughs> close to like a religious experience as I think is actually seeing the Falcon in person and being like, I knew it was real the whole time. Um, I want to talk about the the last panel here, though, because why is Luke practicing with his lightsaber right in the cockpit, which we know isn't very big? Uh, look, this <laughs> cockpit as presented here is not the cockpit as presented in the movies because it's missing two rows of I chairs. I can't believe the, the first movie, just having the first movie should be enough to establish the basic layout of this ship. And this comic continues to screw with how the Falcon is. Yeah. John, it's been three years since those movies were in theaters. Do you honestly think... It actually hasn't, that Busy? Yeah, yeah, I know. They keep getting re-released, and they've been in theaters forever. They never left certain drive-ins. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think busy grown-ups Archie Goodwin and Carmine Infantino are ever going back out to see Star Wars again to refresh the visual Well, you would think being professionals who were doing that, they would. But no, of course not. Of course they're not. Now, should they own the toys to know exactly what the interiors of these ships look like? They own the toys enough to put in when they have to put the toys in, like the troop transport and things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we also talked about how the land speeder is very much the toy of the land speeder. Yeah, Kenner no. sending so, them look, stuff. Do do they have any excuse? Nope. No. Could they probably come up with an excuse if pressed? <laughs> yes, because they're busy adults with many yeah. things to do, and obviously Infantino only cares so much about the silly space book they have. This really drawn. irked me. Was him practicing right behind Han while flying the, and it's just so he can go like, "Hey, kid, your lightsaber skills have improved. I wonder if that will pay off in the rest of this issue." Mm. Probably. Anyway, let's get to Junction. (laughs) Yeah, let's get to Junction. Uh, We arrive at Junction. The uh, Falcon looks real wonky in terms of scale in this (laughs) panel, but it looks like it looks like it's 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 like it was a three D thing made of like marzipan that then like. (laughs) 
Somebody had a Millennium Falcon cake, then they took a hard turn while transporting in the car, and the whole thing shifted. I thought about it as one of those like heat activated stickers where the oh, front has kind of shriveled a little go. bit. Yeah. <laughs> Half of the Falcon is slopping off no matter what metaphor you want to use, right? Yeah, wow. yeah. Uh yeah, it looks bad. And look what our quarry is cuddling up to. It's a star destroyer, I suppose. It's yeah, the, it's a star destroyer. Tino's never been great at capturing. This is a better star destroyer, but he's never been great at capturing these things. Well, the problem with capturing star destroyers in general is trying to appreciate the scale. Yeah, because right? this tag ship so, should be way smaller than the star destroyer. Part of what captures people in the first opening moments yeah. of A New Hope is okay. Big spaceship yeah. flies overhead, then. A spaceship bigger than God is following yeah. it. And you're just like, holy it is, shit. It is always what my dad talks about when he first saw it. And it was just like, I'd never seen anything like it in my life. when that. And it's just like, from moment one, that movie was awe-inspiring. What? Yeah. So trying to capture that majesty in what a Star Destroyer, like that's the first image of a Star Destroyer anyone had ever yeah. seen and will ever yeah. see is that first like wham yep. over the top and trying to capture that is hard and drawing is difficult. I get it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I get it. But it just seems like star, star destroyers are the feet and hands of spaceships, I guess. <laughs> but in this case, I, I the, the, the scale is really the thing. Cause this tag ship seems way too big in comparison to the star destroyer. Yeah. And I have no idea how far away the Falcon is. Yeah, compared the, to these Falcon two seems other ships. Too, the, the Falcon is, is we see, well, I guess it's the death star, but like we, we've seen the Falcon is a pretty small ship comparatively. And here, oh, yeah, it, it looks, you know, what, like maybe a quarter of the size of a Star Destroyer? And you're like, no, it would be dwarfed by no. it. I mean, they do the whole thing where he hides on it. In uh, Is that an Empire? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He, he's the, the Falcon is mistaken for a piece of yeah, trash. Just the, whole, the whole shot of it is it's just this little ship that's basically like a barnacle on the side of it. Yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Uh, and so, yeah, there's, it's a... And whatever. Luke we get a couple of Dutch angles where they're yeah. like, oh, look at there. They're in cahoots with the Empire. Yeah, no shit. And then Luke's um, like, Luke's going to get into our favorite spacesuit design. We love these spacesuit designs. Wait, Han, what are they doing down there? As he points and we see a bunch of aim uh, goons yeah. Yeah. loading up uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, spacesuits donated by the fine folks at aim. Uh. <laughs> so we get a bit of, I don't know why this <laughs> happens the way it does but don't worry about it um so they have to transfer cargo from the mining vessel to the star destroyer and the only way they can do it is by hand yeah. in space yeah. what's your problem <laughs> <laughs> that totally that makes sense to me <laughs> they couldn't have figured out any other way no, for this we're at a loss here we don't know you couldn't have no. used i don't know a shuttle no. What? That's not <laughs> the shuttle that we know both ships have in their oh, possession. Oh, is that right? Did they mention that earlier? Yes, they distinctly did. Did we? Did we visually see a right shuttle entering? Issue? Maybe. Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating <laughs> that you bring that up. Uh, but don't worry. <laughs> How dare you mention that? Uh, making this comic look bad. Uh, they. Mm. So they do. Uh, um, 
Oh, yeah, well, this allows Luke, of course, as we to uh, to to sneak in here. Because thankfully, Luke has the exact same yeah. <laughs> spacesuit well, as a, the space workers. The, like across the galaxy, star. There's only the one spacesuit. It's uniform to everybody. There's only one. They have the, this manufacturer has a monopoly on the industry. It's really, it's not, it, it's not cool, man. You know, it's it really uh, leads to you need you need to do some antitrust laws and stuff like that. But you just, I, it's just so tough, you know. So it turns out Modoc stands for mental organism designed only for capitalism. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People have been miswriting it with a K. It's always been a C. Um, yeah. Uh-huh, Luke uh-huh. sneaks in there. Uh, uh, and I love because we get I a little love, a little bit of the uh, the the tag brothers I, being I like who are evil plans. I love tag just being like this is great. This is gonna be great. No, and he's like no doubt some of them are gonna be rebel spies. Yeah, but perhaps even some from our friend the Sith Lord. It's to be expected. Now shut up. Because <laughs> they're like, hey man, you know we have all these people out there. Can we trust them all? It's like oh. Yeah, and they're doing this like really visible space transfer of goods above Junction, which we already know is like a very populated like trade hub planet. And they're just going like, man, isn't this really like out in the open? And he's just like, yeah, man, but who cares? That's the point. Let them know. (laughs) Yeah, like best case scenario for Baron Tag is Vader hears about this is like, he's doing what? Ooh, that sounds scary. I love the line here, though, when uh, Baron Tag is just like, just one more part of our plan. And Ulrich's rejoinder is like, a good plan shouldn't be complicated. (laughs) Something unexpected is likely to happen. (laughs) Shot it. (laughs) Who's the Baron? Every other tag is just like, oh my god, this guy. So dumb and upset with his own personal thing. The whole family, whatever power they have, he seems to be funneling all of it towards showing up Darth Vader. Like, Mm -hmm. because it's, it's, we've talked about that. It's now no longer enough to kill him or return in kind the blinding. Now it's like, also, I need to make him look bad to the Emperor. Mm-hmm. I have to ruin his yeah, reputation at- and then kill him. And uh, Luke's making it a lot easier for him because he just joins the working yeah. crew here, uh, tunes into their intercom, tries to get a little well, information just- about the Omega And Frost. luckily, these guys, when he tunes in, these guys are telling all the exposition. I love that the random space workers are like, did you hear? This thing's the Omega Frost. Oh, I said I saw the demonstration. It was bad news. This one's even bigger. Oh no. <laughs> it's all just thank God they aren't just going like you see the game last night. No, Jesus Christ, I'll tell you, they really blew it. Uh <laughs> like why would these guys be talking about like work a day stormproofers is going like, man, this Baron Tag guy and his secret super weapon, I know. Can you believe it? But these aren't stormtroopers because we see to- stormtroopers later that's in this page. Right. These, so who are they? these? Are just guys they hired? Is that that's what because that's what they're talking about? They're like these guys could be anybody, and he's just like, yeah, they, these are fucking teamsters, yeah. and that's where he's going. They could be spies, <laughs> and Baron Tag's response is, they probably are. I just don't care. 
That's to be expected. Thankfully, uh, the Teamsters, uh, strictly following union rules, call Luke on his bullshit when Luke's trying to get away, saying, hey, no one called a break. Come on, man. You're going to screw up our contract here. We're going to have to go on strike. Uh, Jesus, man. Yeah, don't, don't, don't interfere with my paycheck, is basically what this guy is saying. And then it appears, uh, then we get outer space stormtroopers, which I love. John, they fly now? The best <laughs> moment in all the Star Wars, Gurgoni. It turns out they've been flying since 1980, yep. you sons of bitches. Here they go. And it really seems like they murder Luke Skywalker in this last panel. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know he's dead. He's not going to show up in the next movie. It's fine. Just it's it's another thing where it's like once again I know they haven't watched the movie probably in a while, but like stun blasts look different, and this just looks like a straight up massacre. Maybe stun isn't doesn't look the same in space. <laughs> Suddenly it's not the little purple circles. Now it just is a red. Maybe, maybe it only looks like that in an uh, atmospheric environment. Oh boy. Boy, you are working overtime on that one. <laughs> I'm I'm stretching, yeah. I'm I'm I'm, I'm limbering up in my excuses boy, here. Boy, uh, you, you desperately need to defend this because Jesus. Uh. Look, I'm warming up for the big stretch I'm going to have to make later. So, <laughs> uh, I do like that. There, that that Chewie's like they killed him, and Han's like, I don't know. They might have just stun blasted. Doesn't know that. It's just like, may, may, well, let's hope. Let's hope for the best, Chewie. Yeah, uh, Chewie looking even more Chewie-like as we go forward. Like, it seems like, honestly, Infantino's turning a corner on making Chewie look like Chewie. And it, I think uh, the inking and coloring is doing a lot of it, work well, here. Really, but. Well, really, we talk about the getting rid of that, like, flesh-colored face did a lot. Like, that did a huge yeah. amount for it, no question. Well, and the inking, like, adding extra hair lines going towards the nose and into the eyes. Yeah. Like, it, it's doing a lot of yes, work. absolutely. Uh, so, although I don't, I don't particularly love the sad Chewy on the second panel where he's just like, Han, buddy. He's dead. Yeah. We need to yeah. accept yeah. that. Uh, so, uh, and then, and they're, and they're just like, well, anyway, we'll just go tell the rebels what happened. Oh, we got it. We were the only ones with information. Yeah, and so, meanwhile, Leia's like, oh, what are these idiots doing now? I have a terrible migraine. Uh, <laughs> because Han Solo's yeah, back in my least. life. I do like, it's like, we better get to the Rebels, and then cut to, they've gotten to the Rebels. Who? How long did that take? I don't know. It's literally on the same page. Yeah. Well, I mean, Junction's pretty close to where their Rebel base is. Yavin? Maybe. I guess. Yeah. I don't the, the green jungle world. Oh, yeah. Before. We didn't get a bunch of explanation about that. Right, Thomas isn't on the book anymore. And so she's all freaked out because I can't believe someone would send Luke on this. And then Dodon has to be like, <coughs> actually, uh, that was uh, my call on that one. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, cut to Dodonna being like, it was my decision to send him out and recruit blockade runners rather than have him moon around on the base waiting for you to complete your mission on Man, Metalhorn. He basically is like, I couldn't deal with the whining anymore. I just couldn't <laughs> with this kid. I had to send him somewhere. Surely there's something we can have him do. Jesus. In Dodonna's defense, <laughs> he sent him to Tatooine, yeah. Luke's home yeah. world, which for all intents and purposes is about as out of the way as you can get yeah. if there isn't a secret Imperial weapons uh, testing yeah, facility Dodonna there. <laughs> really isn't at fault because he didn't know House of Tag was there. And two, he didn't tell Luke to follow the House of Tag. Correct. So, 
Yeah. It's really. Yeah. I don't think the Donna's Donna in the wrong him here. on no. a total like, oh, just go out there and see if you can get some people. Whatever. That'll keep him busy Admit- for a while. Admittedly. He did send him into a lawless hive of scum and villainy. Yeah, but he so, thought that's. But it's like, but the kid grew up there, so he should know his way around, right? And, and how first time Luke went into town in New Hope, he almost got himself killed if it wasn't. For yeah, well, I wonder how much of that story got told due to Donna. <laughs> Luke may have embellished yeah, that. Fair. No one else was there to witness <laughs> it besides Han and Chewie. Yeah, but I, guess. I mean, yeah, well, actually, that's the guy you send, right? Because Han travels in scum and villainy nonstop. True, that's his whole True. thing. Uh. But Dodonna does say, yeah. uh, I consider, because uh, Leia's like, why would you send Luke? He can, he's always stumbling yeah. into trouble. And Dodonna, in like, I actually really like this moment when he says, I consider that your highness, but does he stumble or is he guided? Yeah. We all speak of yeah. the force, but Skywalker seems truly touched by it, perhaps in more ways than we know. So Dodonna's like, he sees the rub of destiny on this kid and he's yeah. just like, look. Stuff's going to happen around him. Maybe I can, like, aim that? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I'm I'm team Dodonna, man. I like Dodonna. He, I think he knows what he's doing. I'd say get off his back, Leia. Uh, <laughs> but I also like that Han's like, uh, guys, super ice weapon. Are we still talking about that? <laughs> Hello? You're forcing me to be the voice of reason, and that's not a good look on me. Also, I'm going to use the term star hoppers. We haven't seen it in a while, but it's back, baby. <laughs> so I'm still trying to make star hoppers happen. Any anybody? Uh, <laughs> stop trying to make star hoppers happen. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, they're talking about uh, what's three PO? Oh, R 2s beeping, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and it's, and it's he's saying, going like, like, "I hope Luke's okay." So we can talk yeah, to Luke. basically. Because cut to the tag mining yeah. vessel, and uh, they're they're working on uh, this asteroid corridor that leads into the system where the Yavin uh, base right. is. Um, we've we've actually they're actually building on a lot of established facts going into this uh, storyline yeah. here. Because like, okay, we know Yavin Four is kind of in this isolated cluster of star systems that the empire sort of locked down in an attempt to stop the story of the death star destroy uh, the death star's destruction from like getting out to the rest of the galaxy. Right. And so, and they, so I, yeah, they talk about this whole thing and I just, but once again, I love that Baron tag is like, all right, you guys handle the business or whatever. I'm going to go deal with my personal vendetta against this kid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, and he says, proceed according to plan. My brother Silas will direct the yeah. operations. Uh, we then cut to the inside of the ship where Luke Skywalker is waiting up with a li- waking up with a lightsaber to yep. his throat. Uh, once again, the, how much time has passed between when they captured him and Han going to Yavin 4, and now Luke is just coming to? A day? Yeah, we'll say. go with a day. Wow. That, why not? <laughs> Why not? The that's amount a, of time as anything. The amount of time it takes to travel through hyperspace lanes is purely a narrative contrivance, 100%. depending on how much time you need to. One hundred percent, and that's true about all all the stuff, right? Like warp drive and stuff like yeah. that. People always talk about if the oh. ship can go warp ten, why don't you go warp ten everywhere? And I understand, like, don't, don't. tax the engines. Sure. <laughs> Never, ever, ever try to figure out how long it should have taken Voyager to get. Oh, home. good lord, no! 
No, and there's so much. <laughs> there's so many episodes of Voyager where they're like, "We just shaved 15 years off our journey," and you're like, "Okay, I don't know." <laughs> I'm not. Uh, yeah, anyone, or, exactly. Did they think any of us are writing these numbers down and subtracting? Because it's just like, I just assume they're never going to get back home until the last episode. So there's three things you never track when watching Star Trek yeah. Voyager: how far they actually are yeah. from home. The number of shuttles that Voyager oh, has access to, and the number of proton torpedoes. No, they have left. no, no. Yeah, they give up on resource <laughs> management pretty quick in that show. That was yeah, a 100%. big. Uh, that was a big uh, Ron Moore issue because that's why he then goes and makes <laughs> the entirety of Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so they the he's like, uh, ha I've captured you. Uh, I. How much information does he have about Luke? Because he's pretty baffled by him. He knows that Luke is a farm yeah. boy from presumably Tatooine. Yeah. Because they had that Imperial Census data on yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Empire keeps great he, records. Yeah. Uh, on backwater desert planets. On everything, yes. Um, <laughs> Again, don't worry about the idea that the Empire knows about the last name Skywalker at oh, all. Don't even worry crazy about it. talk. He knows that he's a skilled pilot because yeah. he knows this is the guy that blew yes. up the Death Star. Yep. He knows he's carrying a lightsaber, but he doesn't really have an understanding about what that means, really. Not until the end of this issue. Yeah, because the whole thing here about it, he goes, interesting you dress like a farm boy, yet you carry this, the weapon of a Jedi Knight. I hope you're as skillful with it as you were with an X-Wing fighter during my operation on Yavin, see issue 26, because I have in mind a little game as my way of avenging that business. He could just kill him, but no, of course, Tag's got to be a theatrical weirdo about this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so... There's a big shaking in the yeah. ship, they feel. It turns out they're launching uh, larger conducting towers of the Omega Frost. Yeah. Even bigger ones than they were uh, testing on Tatooine. Yeah. They're doing this out in this asteroid corridor, which is like the best way to get in and out of the sector right. uh, to Yavin. Right. They're going to use the Omega Frost to freeze any ships coming through this corridor. Yeah. This is now, what I'm talking about. This is a little, like, unwieldy as far as plans go. Well, maybe for more reasons than you think. <laughs> okay. John. Yes, please, elaborate. First, what do we know about space? Well, there's a few things, but are you talking about that it's already extremely cold? It could be the fact that it is about as cold as you could get yeah. in physical yeah. space. I mean, you know, look, see any Guardians of the Galaxy where people freeze immediately upon entering space, basically. So, unless the Omega Frost mm -hmm. can possibly make things reach absolute yeah. zero, which the physicists among us will know is a, a theoretical point at which matter stops moving and molecules are frozen in place. Uh, shouldn't, it would probably destabilize space-time if that, like, happened. Because you're, like, capable of stopping light and stuff at that yep. point. 
I don't know what this would do in space. No, I don't. If anything, it seems like if you could do this, like, this is this is what I'm saying. I'm reading this and going, um, couldn't you just put big cannons there so that when people pass by, it blows up the ships? I would think that would be a better plan than this. So, it's like, okay, he actually he says. Yeah. Your alliance friends make great use of the asteroid corridor in breaking the blockade. It's almost impossible for massive Imperial cruisers to patrol yep. here. You see, for you see, he continues as he, uh, Luke catches a monologue. <laughs> yeah, he goes, <clears throat> anyway, point number two. Um, yeah, uh, they're going to destroy the rebel fleet that comes to try to save Luke Skywalker in a sudden wave of ultimate cold. Oh, so maybe, yeah. Maybe the Omega Frost can make things reach absolute zero. It, it would possible. have to, right? Otherwise, it's, it's the but like. Otherwise, this plan is insane. But, but like, yes. I mean, but I th when they have this, when they're t taking the Omega Frost into space, I think they're going to freeze the base on Yavin or something. You know, something that's like would be planet bound. No, yeah, he's going to freeze ships in mid-flight in space. What? I guess maybe if you like snap freeze all I mean it we did see in the last issue it freezes everything inside the ships too that's so like true. presumably that's if if it can bypass ships shields like everybody inside all the ships are dead no I mean yeah like I said yeah even if you can figure out this though it just goes like isn't this just unnecessary like it just seems like there's got to be an easier way to do this than freezing weapon I feel so like the whole idea with this is that, like it's not something that can be really dodged yeah, like a laser I blast. I guess that's the idea, but it just—he's just so fixated on this freezing technology. Well, he does look like Captain Cold. <laughs> I finally decided to embrace the fact that I look like Flash villain Captain Cold. I'm one of the rogues. Look, we 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 don't see uh, his other brother who's like really fixated on boomerangs. <laughs> First the galaxy, then Central City. <laughs> yeah, uh, but see, of course, but he's like, right, right, right. But while we're doing that, that's great. Um, we're gonna go ahead and have a lightsaber duel, though. Uh, yeah, because while uh, Luke catches a monologue and grabs his wrist, shouting "No!" and uh, the the I love the captions here because they say it is a rash act of anger and desperation against a man of the skill and experience of Baron Tag. It shouldn't succeed, yet it does somehow. Oh, Perhaps oh, really because the man constantly embarrasses himself, as we've talked about in every fight he's ever been in. But sure, there I'm supposed to believe he has the skill and experience beyond anyone else. Well. I mean, we've seen him constantly training with this lightsaber. We know he's a okay. physical specimen. We've seen his butt. <laughs> yeah, those buns, man, they don't quit. They don't lie. Yeah, um, yeah. But here, here's another question, too. Is where is he getting lightsaber instruction? Like, because, okay, so the, cause the, 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 the Jedi Knight, the Jedi Order has fallen, right? Other people, the, the, uh, implication of almost everything I've seen in Star Wars is it's not like other people, basically no one else ever wields lightsabers, aside from a handful of characters. Whack jobs is the word. Yeah, because I mean, you, and, and you have like, 
Like, Grievous doesn't know what he's doing. He's just twirling them, basically, to taunt. You know, he's decent, but it's more just like, look at all these lightsabers I took from the... And he, I mean, his attack against Obi-Wan is basically to overwhelm him by having a lot of blades. Mm-hmm. It's not like he has any skill, per se. Who's Well, teaching? he has the dropped line that is like, I was trained in the Jedi arts by Count Dooku himself. And everyone's like, yeah, lol. Right. But that's the <laughs> thing. is like, who, who's around to teach Tag how to use a lightsaber? He basically, I mean, are we to believe, maybe he's intercepted some of the, like, maybe he has some of the training discs, because we see that stuff in Star Wars. We just saw that in Ahsoka, where you have, like, Anakin's training videos and stuff like that. But, but those are holocrons. Yeah. Like, those are stuff that can only be accessed by people who wield that's, the force. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't know. I mean, I, I here's my imagination. Baron Tag has basically invented his own style of lightsaber fighting, and that's what he claims is his training. And here's what I, my supposition in all of this is martial training of any sort is going to exist. Correct. There's probably people out there who use swords as their primary weapon. We've seen like vibro blades and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming he has trained himself in that sort of like, okay, there's swordsman stuff out there that I can find and get access to. What Tag doesn't know and what is going to become very obvious to him by the end of this issue is there's more to it than that when it comes to the Jedi and the Sith. And he doesn't comprehend that. Right. Yes. No, and that's that because and and, and what should happen does, which is Luke having gotten instruction from Obi-Wan is better with a lightsaber than Tag. And having a connection to and, the force. Yeah, yeah exactly. He is, it, it is more than just the skill with the weapon itself. Right. Uh, because it turns out Tag wasn't caught monologuing. He let Luke I do. steal his lightsaber back and like run out across the ship all for his weird sick I love the, my prisoner's escape, dot, 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 as I planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, alert all personnel to stay out of his way and make no attempt to interfere. He's mine. Yeah. And then it just like, he's like lightsaber opponents are difficult to find in this age of blasters. Luke Skywalker. I hope you can provide me with valuable practical experience. So there's the thing exactly like he's never really faced anyone who knows what they're doing. All, all of his training is in theory. Right. And like basic, uh, you know, defense and, and attack. Yeah. He's, I mean, you know, he's, he's, it's, he's, He's basically like been training in a fencing gym. He has been practicing watching YouTube videos against guys who have spent like the better parts of their. I mean, he's practicing to defeat Darth Vader, arguably the most powerful Jedi slash Sith to ever exist. A hundred percent. Yeah. His only experience with Vader and Vader's ability to use a lightsaber came at the expense of his eyes. So, like, he's never actually seen Vader even fight somebody else who's on Vader's level. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Uh, And and then he's just like, uh, yeah. Uh, And then once again, though, he's like, I'm going to fight Luke Skywalker, and then I'm going to kill Darth Vader, because never forget, that's priority number one! Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So... He catches up with Luke. Luke has made his way to a uh, a hangar bay. He's planning on stealing a TIE fighter and making his escape. Good plan, Luke. Yeah, uh, I do, once again, my constant criticism of this, and I understand what they're trying to achieve, but it always looks like these are flame swords or something because of their, they're trying to indicate 
the energy coming off of the blades, and it always comes off as they look like they're wielding fire. In the second uh, panel, the top right yeah. one here, it looks like the extendable plastic lightsaber yes. swords we had yes. as kids. Those, those 100% <laughs> do. Oh, God, I had so many of those. Um, but, uh, but I will say Luke's lightsaber here it's is properly blue. blue. I know. And, and uh, tags is orange. orange. Yeah. Which first appearance of us is an orange lightsaber, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Once again, it's 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 all things like the first appearance of an orange lightsaber, but they're they're just not they're just coloring it whatever, as we know. Like, yeah, yeah, there's no yeah. thought to this that later will come into the 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 design of lightsabers. Um uh and so yeah, so they start fighting. Uh, Luke is getting trounced at yeah. first. Uh, your reflexes are excellent. You show some skill, but your technique is primitive, almost non-existent. A talented amateur with the only benefit of a few lessons. Mm-hmm. But from an actual Jedi Knight, so he's got him beat on that front. Yeah, because at this point, Luke is down on the ground as Jedi uh, Baron Tag is lording over him. Jedi might might just pop in for a quick cameo. Yeah, we get a quick little force ghost of uh, Obi-Wan here. Well, I love the design of him just going like, mm, excuse me there, hello, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, hello, um, just real quick, uh, just got a couple of things to add, uh, yeah. Yes, a, fo- a living foe is different, young Luke, especially if you attempt to fight his way, consciously match his moves. Your way must be the way of feeling, coming from within. The way of the force. Here's a question for you. Is this the first visualization of a force ghost? Because we don't see a force ghost, Obi-Wan, in New Hope. We will, of course, come the next movie, but we don't he we just hear him. Now my guess is that is an interesting It may be from the trailers, we don't know what was in those, but I mean it may be that because I have to imagine they didn't come up with this. That they know of Force Ghosts. Now here's how much do they know? Is this a force ghost or is this just like there is some supposition in this comic book that Luke had more time to train with Obi-Wan outside the single scene we is it, saw it like memory of something he said to him. Yeah. yeah. In the time that, on their way to all. Yeah, it could be read either way. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So there's enough ambiguity here that I'm going to give this book like I don't think it was consciously making force ghosts yeah. a thing here. They just say a familiar voice sounds within his mind, which can be yeah. read. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, whatever. But yeah. then we get Luke basically pulling a ray yeah. here. Like, that was the first thing I thought of when this scene yeah. goes up, is just like, this is precisely what Ray does at the end of Force Awakens. Yeah, where it's just like, it's just like, I'm not, I'm going to let you come at me. Mm-hmm. And Tag's like, you idiot, I'm just going to murder you then. And then, nope. What? What? Yeah. Reaction honed in countless hours of practice and training, save the Baron. And then on the next page, but suddenly he realizes a much different battle is being fought than the one he began. Yeah. And to win that battle, even with all of his considerable skill, he must fight for his life. Because Luke has slashed him now in this, and like... Just- Pure reaction, and, one and with the force method he's using. Packs, Jesus. I mean, look, Baron Tag is fucking yeah. built. Okay? This guy is yoked, man. Look at him. Absolutely. He, he has got giant man titties for days. <laughs> Let's... Yeah. Uh, well, I also love, in, in that Infantino style, 
he is more or less muscular depending on the panel. Because now look at his arm. Like I when mean, was his arm ever this defined as it is in the it, suddenly it is. <laughs> he's like a groundskeeper Willie when he's 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 got a pot belly until he takes his shirt off. Uh -huh. One of my favorite things. Um Grease yeah, me woman. Uh <laughs> Uh, and so yes, they are there. He is now fighting. It's basically like now he's taking this seriously. Wow, and he's kind of on the back foot yeah. here because Luke. I love the captioning here. I actually really, really like this scene because it is it, it illustrates like okay, there is something extra sure. to being yeah. a Jedi, and and Luke Skywalker's got it, and some jackal who claims he's got all the training in the world just doesn't. right is the thing is like yeah, it's not just the actual like knowledge of lightsaber technique that is what makes the Jedi mm -hmm. such great warriors. Yeah. And he's coming at him in like an awkward flailing wombat style, but he has got this like reaction time and this fluidity to his mind that Baron Tag just can't because even approach. As we get again, we love the use of this. There's more to you than meets the eye, Skywalker. You've the touch of the wizard about you. This is my favorite line in this issue. A touch of the wizard like about that you. blasted Darth Vader. Yeah, Tag is so quick to call people uh, wizards. We also had witches at some point, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, time for the strategy. So, the final strategy I was saving. To just, so this was his, he's like, oh, this was actually my big move against Vader, but I guess I'll do it now. His big plan to defeat Darth it's Vader was on no. this next page. Turn off the lights. Vader's <laughs> fucked in the dark, baby. What? <laughs> what? I, this guy is such an idiot. <laughs> what? Like Vader would just be like, where'd he go? Oh no. His, specifically on this page, his big plan is turn off mm -hmm. the lights. Okay. Lightsabers inherently uh, emit light. Yes. Step yeah. two Take a random scrap of cloth and throw it as a distraction. His plan to what? beat Darth Vader was the Skyrim what's that over there to the guard strategy. What? Like Vader would be like, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> what was yeah. that? Must have been the wind. Mechanized has some advantages, my young friend. Mechanized sight has some advantages, my young friend. Yeah, so he can see in the dark with his yeah. cyber vision, we find out. And it seems like it's going to work for him because he's coming up behind Luke to stab him. And then Luke just turns around. And I mean, for a second, I thought just should have put his lightsaber right through his head. But yeah. Luke, eyes closed, wheels yeah. around, but his blade strikes thin air. His target has moved, not stopping with the cut of the cloth as expected, but continuing the swing, continuing in a perfect arc that ends at the face of Baron Tag. Yeah. And he... he wrecks his cyber glasses is what he does because over the next two panels uh we find out luke gets away in a tie fighter yeah. and the stormtroopers roll up on baron tag with a flashlight and he's just babbling in the middle of the floor going like he he, he could have killed me he controlled his stroke so perfectly all he did was cut my glasses and yet another villain has been bested i don't want what it is piloted by a boy who learned once again how much he can do with the force awakened in him by Obi-Wan Kenobi and has also discovered at what point he prefers to stop. Yeah. It's kind of giving us this like, okay, Luke is more and more of a badass, but he's not going to cross certain lines. Except for he definitely will, but that's all right. I mean, I mean, he doesn't murder in cold blood, but Luke definitely drops bodies all over the place. 
he blew up the Death Star. He killed yeah, a lot I'm, of I'm people. I'm saying it's like blood. it's not like he's against killing. He doesn't, uh, you know, relish it or anything. But it's like I think he should have killed Baron Tag. And, and in a in, not in a comic book, he would like in a movie. This would have ended with Baron Tag's death. But they want to keep. Him yeah, out no, he would have chopped his yeah, head off. A hundred percent. Yeah, or like I said, I would have just like <laughs> not just the glasses, but right through. Like one of my favorite kills in Last Jedi when you just have the the blade go through the. Praetorian guards helmet and out the other side. Yeah. Bad ass. Uh I do love uh our friend uh Silas Tag working with a, a like a kid's chemistry set with beakers because he's a science man. He does science, he's John, science? and science is universally done with beakers. Beakers of colored liquid, man. That is always what science is and stuff. And he's mm-hmm. like, hmm, I'm moving my green liquids here. I've been reading the most recent Fantastic Four series. Mm. Um, the, really the good Dan book Slott right now. Stuff. Dan Slott yeah. stuff is great. This um, one is fantastic. Uh, but uh, there, there is a, a recent uh, issue with... Uh, Reed has to take a sample of something. And it's just like, oh. And it's still just a beaker he had in his yep. pocket. Because that's what science, that's science. is. <laughs> I love that even in like Star Trek, you just have like... You go into like sickbay... And still, all the technological stuff, but Dr. Crusher still has, like, beakers of colored liquid in the background. It's like, well, mm-hmm. how will we know she's yeah. doing science back there? <laughs> Without yeah. beakers, who can say? Uh, and so uh, they go, like, uh, uh, yeah, he's... We found Orman. He's back in sickbay. He has, he's suffering from shock. That's it. What? What? Like, he's just sitting there going, but, but how... What? I I can't. Uh, and and I just like that he's just like, well, uh, Sia's just like he's just gonna die, so it doesn't matter. Let the kid. It's this is the second issue we've read where somebody goes like, whatever. Luke will just die out there. Don't worry about it. The diff the difference is Silas's dialogue here. Yeah. Uh, when Shanks asks him uh, if we should pursue the rebel that got away. Uh, Silas specifically says, it's unnecessary, Shanks. When I learned of the game my brother was planned, I ordered some precautions taken. Skywalker's ship has no armaments, no communications, and just enough fuel to carry him to disaster. Orman is a romantic. I am not. So he basically was like, yeah, he's probably going to lose that, so I should just sort of like, if he's going to get away, like let's make it not as successful an escape as it can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. It's like I've given him just enough fuel to fly straight into the presumably the Omega Frost. I haven't given him a radio or any kind I of guns. I will say though, I did reach the end of this and go like, "Oh God, this is going to keep going." Because John, next issue we have thunder in the stars. Because <laughs> when I think ice, I think thunder. What thunder? Ah, yeah, thunder. Yep. <laughs> With special musical guest ACDC, I'm yeah, here man. for it. Uh, okay, but yeah, so Luke has defeated and thoroughly uh, demoralized the Baron is, Tag. Is so in shock, he's literally in a medical state of shock after what Luke did to him. <laughs> what? But it turns out he might not be the most dangerous of the tag. Oh siblings. no! Who could forget the nerdy brother Silas? Oh, the nerdy one is the one who will rule the day. (laughs) Well, and look, we haven't even gotten to some of the uh, more, let's say what it is, important members of the Tag family. There's there's an Um, oft mention of their sister, and it's like a, ooh, you don't want to call her. 
So they are already building her well, up to be a big deal. Domina tag is will become a big deal in the well, not, maybe not a big deal in this book, uh, but she'll become a, she will become a big deal in like thirty years <laughs> after this book. Give her uh, three decades and she's gonna just take over, man. Uh, yeah, uh, but rest assured, even post uh, Empire Strikes Back, the tags are gonna well, keep they, coming they, back into this. They book. are like one of the major threats of this book. There's no question about that. That they have built them up to be like the, okay, the comic needs bad guys that are specific. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, and I, I kind of appreciate that. Honestly, I, I enjoy the tags. Like I said, I like that they're an evil family. I like that they. This is a, this book as much shit as I give it, and and I think deservedly so on a lot of that front. Uh, <laughs> it does avoid some of the pitfalls of uh, Star Wars stuff, right? Which is like you end up just sort of getting redressed versions of the same stuff, particularly when it comes to villains. Oftentimes you can get mm-hmm. like, well, this is just a variation of Darth Vader or the Emperor. So I do like that, like, oh, yeah, like evil family of rich douchebags is like a novel villain concept in Star Wars. Yeah. So I, I, I do and enjoy them. Like, especially when it's like non force. Right, users. exactly. They're just assholes who are with the Empire, but not really like true believers in the Emperor, but more just like, this is how we can profit. And then do our yeah. thing. But they don't like really bow mm-hmm. down to the Emperor. They want him to like them just because he's in charge. Yeah, and they let uh the Emperor lets the tags do kind of whatever. Right. They yeah, want. exactly. It's just like they and then yeah, they're, they're the thing though where it's like, yeah, we don't we don't really want to be seen as running the show. It's like we're the people that you know, like a lot of real life families and stuff like that that wield <laughs> political power without holding any actual political office. So What's the name of the family that owns Walmart? I oh, it's the, Wal- the Waltons. The Waltons, yeah. there it is. Um, so, yeah, uh, hence Walmart. Um, but, uh, yeah, fair that, enough. What, what, the wonderful Walton fan, they do so many. <laughs> oh. What are you talking about, Gurgoni? They're amazing. Their, their grace and benevolence yeah. trickles down they, upon They us. run that organization that everyone loves working for. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, yes, next week we will see what Thunder in Space looks like. Um, but of course, if you want more from us and all the shows here at the Punch Up Entertainment Runner, you can head over to our patron page, which is patron.podbean.com slash punch up. That's patron.podbean.com slash punch up and get cool exclusive bonus content as well as help support the show. And of course, the best way to support this show might be to come watch us over on YouTube. I, I would call it the optimal yeah. way of uh, consuming the show, honestly. It is the- because you can read the comic Absolutely. along with Absolutely, you get the visuals of the comic. And if you do that, make sure you uh, like, comment, and subscribe below. Ring that bell for notifications. It really does help us out in monetizing the show and whatnot. Yeah, uh, let us know in the comments below, who's your favorite non-Sith bad guy in Star Wars? I'd be curious to get people's read mm-hmm. on that. Because there is a plethora of options, from your Boba Fett's to your Jabba's the Hut. Uh Tut with two yeah. T's, of course. Um, Jabba. Well, you have Jabba uh, the Hutt. Yeah. <laughs> of of the plethora of Jabbas we yeah. might have yeah. available. Uh, we know it's a common name because of this book. So many Jabbas <laughs> out there, and they're all huts of different sorts. There's the there's Jabba the Hutt with, uh, a, with two T's and an E, but the E is silent. The English. Mm. Of the of the uh, Yorkshire yeah, Huts, <laughs> I can't wait to meet him. Uh, he's the most <laughs> regal and dignified of the Jabba's Jabba's the Hut. 
But I think that's going to do it for this mm-hmm. week. Uh, I have, of course, been Mike Campbell. And may the panel be with you. <laughs> <laughs>